Well, I hadn't thought about this before, but I suppose the end of ought when kind of depends on where you live. We still have ought when down here, but maybe up north, maybe ought when's over. The, our resident expert on ought when, Mr. Larry Weber. Morning there, sunshine. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning to you, too. Odwin, yes, is a little bit different, difficult to define. Um, phenology in general needs to be done not in general. It needs to be done specifically. And uh, what happens in one area is not necessarily what's going to be happening in another area. And we see that on a situation like this. I define Otwin not with the first snowfall. I define Otwin ending with the lasting snow. In other words, if we got a snow tonight and it all melted over the weekend, Otwin is still continuing. We will, however, we are moving towards uh, the second half of November. And in the second half of November, we see several things of note that stick with us. We see the freeze up of the water areas, usually the ponds and the swamps first, followed later by lakes. Now, mo not all lakes will freeze up as we get into end of November, but most of them do. And then we have the ground freezing so that when snows come, they, they come onto a, a colder surface and they're more likely to last. And now, once again, this varies tremendously with different years. I have seen ought wind stretch into six weeks. I have seen it as short as just one week. So it's, it's a hard one to define. Let's just keep our eyes open. And I think we saw a remarkable example of things happening this week. As recently as Tuesday on the 9th, we had a pleasant day. I was sitting outside basking in the sun, enjoying the day, and here comes this little critter, a type of dragonfly, a metal hawk, a kind of dragonfly comes and lands on my coat, also trying to take advantage of the basking sunlight. That was as recently as Tuesday. Well, things started to change on Wednesday. It got cooler and cloudy, but we didn't get the precipitation until night. And then it started to come, and it continued to come. The Weather Service recorded a total precipitation of about an inch and a half starting with the Wednesday evening going up until uh, last evening. Uh, at my house here, we got a little less than that. We got 1.3. Now that translates into the Weather Service recorded 0.6 inches of snow and it depends on where you live. Many people got a lot more than that. So we're seeing a really transition time going on now. And if this is normal, it wouldn't be unusual that it all melts. Uh, there are always those who say we get snowy Thanksgivings. However, many Thanksgivings, uh, we do not have snow on the ground. It's just a really remarkable time right now, this uh, changes that we're going through. We're also getting uh, uh, shorter days. Uh, we had to get used to this week of the earlier sunsets are now sunsetting before five o'clock in the evening. Uh, it takes a little getting used to, but there's a really wonderful positive side to that, and that is if the night, if the time is clear, uh, we can step out earlier to do some stargazing. We don't have to stay up to the wee hours. We can step out earlier and see some beautiful stargazing. Uh, Jupiter continues to be very bright every, every night, and uh, we, of course, have always got the possibility of aurora when we're in, uh, we're 
when we're in November. Uh, the bird migration uh, continues, but it's a change that's going on. Uh, the raptors seen at Hawk Ridge, for the most part, are the ones of November, the red-tailed hawk, the uh, rough-legged hawk, bald eagle, and then occasionally goshawks and golden eagles coming across, too. But what I really enjoy about the counting at uh, Hawk Ridge is that they count and see all the non-raptors as well. And recently, that has been a lot of songbirds. I mentioned last time, bohemian waxwing, snow bunting, pine grosbeak, speak, uh, <clears throat> various crossbills, especially the white-winged crossbill, and the just an abundance of red poles. Uh, they estimate so far that more than 32,000 red poles have been counted. I had one person tell me this week that it was like a river of red poles. <clears throat> that is uh, quite an amazing movement. Where do they all go? How far south they will go? And what will, will they come to feeders? These are all things that we remain to be seen. I have noticed red pole migrations in the past, uh, typically, and I don't think I've ever seen an exception. They don't come to bird feeders very quickly. They will linger in the trees, alder, and birch and feed on those seeds. Eventually, when the weather gets colder and when their seeds are a little bit harder to get, they will start coming to bird feeders. But I usually don't expect them before uh, end of December or, or even into January. I, I had one year where they were just abundant in February. However, there was none in December. So we, we still have a lot to see when it comes to those. They're just a wonderful little hardy bird. I also am very much appreciating some of the resident birds that don't migrate. Uh, every morning in the darkness, I get greeted by the calling of barred owls. Uh, it was interesting that uh, here we have yesterday morning, we had rain, snow mixed. We had temperature in the 30s, but that barred owl is still out there calling. Same way with ravens. They're out there every day. I have a pileated woodpecker that's been hanging around the backyard feeding on crab apples, but it doesn't just feed on crab, crab apples. It also does a lot of calling and even some drumming. So these are a few of the resident ones that will not be migrating. Uh, in addition to that, yeah, the trees have dropped their leaves, but there are always weird exceptions. I have in my yard a beautiful growth of uh, Siberian pea, which is a non-native tree, and uh, they had green leaves uh, up to as recently as yesterday. But thanks to the rains and the winds of yesterday, the green leaves fell. But there are other non-natives that still have the leaves. Many of us have weeping willows that still have leaves. Lilacs still have leaves. Porcinthia. And there is a few more to be added to that list, including one that we don't always appreciate, uh, buckthorn. This is the time of year to see just how common buckthorn is in many areas. Uh, there are plenty of uh, fruits and berries showing up on the trees. I mentioned before the crab apples, but there's also hawthorn. There's also highbush cranberry. And then among the uh, shrubs, Rose hips really show up well this year. All of those are bright red. Now, being bright red, you get the attention of the birds and the mammals to feed on them. Meanwhile, out along the roadside, there are many plants that have seeds that are not so colorful, but they're still attractive. I cannot drive down roads right now in this area without looking at the roadside 
fluffy seeds of goldenrods and asters especially. You know, they were so abundant in late summer. Well, the plants are still out there. They just hold, instead of holding the flower right now, they hold these clusters of fluffy seeds. And then there is plants like fireweed, which bloomed earlier in the summer. Milkweed, which bloomed earlier in the summer, now is opening up the pods to make these fluffy parachute-like things, and I find it is they are just as attractive now as they were back in July. And if that's not enough, Lisa, you get out and take a walk on a rainy uh, November day like yesterday, and a lot of people would probably wonder about your sanity. But anyway, if you get out and take a look, there are many opportunists out there who take advantage of it. I was walking yesterday, and I was amazed about how the lichens that are on the trees, and they will stay with us all winter, the lichens that are on the trees take advantage of that and absorb so much of the moisture, and suddenly they become very much more colorful. And then there's a few kinds of fungi, like uh, jelly fungi, which also takes absorbs the moisture and shows up so much better on these kind of days. So, yeah, we are into a tradition, uh, a transitional time, and according to the forecast, according to the forecast, we are not going to get get warm, but we're also not going to get as cold as I would like to see. Once we start getting temperatures down into the teens, and it might happen, we could be in for a freeze-up. And next week, we may be talking more about ice than about the snow. So, take care and enjoy. Ice is nice, Larry. (laughs) You too. Larry Weber this morning, our host for Backyard Almanac on 103.3 KUMD.